0: Hi, I'm Nick Warren, and welcome again to the Island podcast. Last year, I read a book called Walking to Listen by Andrew Forstoffel. It left a lasting impression, and so we've asked Andrew to talk to us in this week's episode and share some of his experiences and insights, particularly about listening. We hope Andrew's story leaves a lasting impression on you too. Hi, First Quantum Leaders. I'm Andrew Forstoffel. I'm a writer and author of the book, Walking to Listen. I'm a public speaker, and I spent a year walking across America not too long ago with a sign on my backpack that said, Walking to Listen. And I want to share with you some of what I learned about what I call trustworthy listening as a form of leadership over the course of my journey, and it's a practice that I'm still learning about, but... I'm eager to tell a story or two and reflect on what listening is to me and how it might be of service to you in your lives and in your own leadership. The backstory is I graduated from college um, not really knowing what I wanted to do uh, with my life but feeling certain that I had these big questions about life that we all have and suddenly these big questions sort of hit me square in the gut after I graduated from college, um, who am I, really? And why am I here, really? Sort of existentially, beyond career, beyond what I had considered before. Suddenly, without school and unsure of what my career might be, these big questions came full force. And so I decided that rather than pretend they weren't there, I was going to dive straight into them. And I was going to walk out my family's back door with a backpack full of just the basics you know a tent and sleeping bag and and I was going to try to see each and every person as my teacher as if they had something really truly worthy to say and I was going to make that my job and I didn't know how long I'd walk but I knew I was going to try to make it all the way across America and I was terrified you know it's interesting. We can talk about courage and bravery in retrospect, but what we call courage and bravery in retrospect is actually vulnerability in the lived moment of it. You know, I think back on that time walking across America, across the highways, not knowing where I'm going to sleep at night, not knowing what's going to come upon me, alone, a young man, you know, walking across this country. And it sort of sounds courageous From here, which sort of seems like this like machismo kind of a thing. But in fact, boots on the ground, when you're walking across America by yourself, it's vulnerable. You don't know what's going to enter into your experience. You don't know where you're going to sleep at night. And I think as a man, I had never really experienced vulnerability quite like that before. And so suddenly I was having this human experience that, if we're going to be honest with ourselves, it's present with us all the time. Our vulnerability. At any time we could lose something we love, we're vulnerable to that. At any time we could take a fall or get hit by something and our bodies are vulnerable. It's a vulnerable thing to be human. (laughs) And there was no way to hide from that fact on this journey. And so I did what I could, rather than hide from that vulnerability, to use that vulnerability and to stand in the truth of it, and to walk on the highways of America open. And I'll just say it straight up, open-hearted. And the disconcerting thing about encountering someone who's walking across America, I mean, that's just disconcerting in itself, right? But encountering someone who's not only doing that, but walking open-hearted in a world in which people tend not to slow down with each other and really open up, the disconcerting thing about that is it makes you want to go with him there. So I was afraid that On my journey walking to listen, people wouldn't want to meet up with me. People wouldn't trust me. You know, you hear about all the bad things we do to each other and the terrible state of affairs, you know, and I figured that people wouldn't respond. But what I found over and over and over again is that when people found themselves in my presence, and my presence was one of authentic, open-hearted, Listening, where I really, truly, authentically wanted to hear what they had to say. Not because I had to or because I thought that was a good thing to do, a very moral and upstanding thing to do. No, I really wanted to. I wanted to learn. I wanted to know what they had to say. Each and every one of us has a totally unique reservoir of experience that is a part of our shared reality. And so it's not until I've listened to you but I'm able to find out what your little corner of reality is all about. And your little corner is not separate from mine because we're connected. And so the amazing thing about approaching people in this way is that it created experiences of profound connection with even the people that I was maybe initially afraid of at first encounter or someone I just thought maybe connection would never be possible. And on this walk across America, it was, it was 4,000 miles, I encountered a lot of different people, a lot of different kinds of people, all colors, all inclinations, so many different beliefs. And with each of them, I was attempting to show up in my vulnerability of listening. Because it's in some ways, it's a, it's a vulnerable thing to actually listen to someone where you're not thinking about what you're going to say next, or you're not thinking about whether you agree or disagree or you're not thinking about, oh, well, what is what they're saying mean for me and what I have to now do or not do, you know? To really actually put your own mind on pause and listen to someone is in some ways a vulnerable thing, because you're just being present with them, out of your own story, willing to be with them with whatever they might have to say. And what they might have to say might be hard, you know? And can you be with that? That's why it takes a warrior to listen it takes a truly courageous heart to really actually be able to listen to someone is what I began to find. So I'll tell you a story. I was on I-40, the big, big highway in, uh, Arizona. And I tried not to walk on the big highways, but I would if I had to. And then I I saw that there was sort of a a parallel, smaller highway up north, and so I decided to walk across that. And that road took me right through the Navajo Nation. Now, you can imagine, as a white man, and given the history that white people and indigenous people share here in America, I was a little hesitant and uh, a little afraid about how I might be received Because I'm out on the road. Again, I'm vulnerable. I can't just drive through if someone doesn't like me and screams at me or attacks me. You know, I didn't know what to expect, and I was concerned that maybe I wouldn't be welcome. And part of me thought, well, if I'm not welcome, maybe that's as it should be. But I wasn't sure, and I didn't want to assume. I really did want to meet these Navajo people, too, and listen to them, and I just didn't know. And again, that's a part of the power of this willingness to listen is you're surrendering control in a sense. And my suggestion to you is that that is a powerful form of leadership <laughs> when you're willing to not necessarily surrender control of, of your responsibilities in your life, but surrender control of, of how you think the moment should go and prioritize instead the work of really actually seeing the human being in front of you. I invite you to consider what that could be like for you and just to explore with me. I'm still exploring it. What experiences become possible when that becomes my priority, to see you? I wanted to sort of offer this. This was like my offering uh, during my journey and, and wasn't sure. So I walked into the Navajo Nation and sure enough, uh, just a few miles into the reservation, this pickup truck pulled over and two Navajo men got out. And started approaching me and I got a little concerned, a little curious, a little combination of afraid and excited what's going to happen, you know, and, and they come upon me and they said, hey, were you walking past Albuquerque like a week ago? I said, yeah. And they go, yeah, I think we saw you and, and we live just up the road now and uh, we figured you might need this. And they gave me this grocery bag full of Snickers bars and water bottles and then invited me to their home later that night. Eventually, I made it to town, and they invited me to their place. And I stayed up until midnight that night, just giving them my presence and just listening them and aware of what an honor it is when someone truly entrusts themselves or their story or what they really have to say, their truth to you, even if that truth is hard. If they trust you enough to share the truth of who they are with you, and if you can be there with that, that is what I call transformational leadership. That is the kind of presence holding and space holding that allows for the weaving together of a community. And the goals that can be achieved when a community is woven tightly together by the power of the listening and the leadership, the authentic and trustworthy listening in the leadership, is what can begin taking us into just deep connection, just deep connection. There's this beautiful invitation for all of us as humans to begin listening in this way. And the only way I was ever able to show up to the people I met on my long walk across America in that kind of listening way, the only way I could do that for people is because I had so much time alone on the road listening to my own mind and heart and body. And that may sound... I don't know how that sounds to you, but the fact of the matter is there are so many thoughts and thought patterns and stories in the mind, so many emotions in the heart and in the body. If I, as a man, am not able to listen to what's going on inside my own being, if I'm not able to be in relationship with whatever those doubts might be, whatever those fears might be, whatever those vulnerabilities might be, If I can't be in relationship with myself in that way and listen in that way to me, then I can't listen to yours and the fullness of your humanity. So that's what I began to find is the more alone time I spent on the walk, walking through the swamps of Louisiana and the deserts of Arizona and California, just so much time with this human being that is me, I became more able to listen to the truth of the human beings I encountered and not just my projections of them or my assumptions of them. You know, I could really listen to them the more I got into relationship with this, with me, by listening. So I thank you for, um, you know, doing all the listening that you do in your life already and for listening to me here. And I wish you well on this journey of. Learning how to live with the fullness of ourselves and the fullness of each other, which isn't often easy, but we're doing it together. Walk in beauty, as my Navajo relatives say. That's it for this week's episode. Everybody involved gave their time for free. Thanks for listening and see you next time.